0: This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page.
1: Good morning. We have uh, three birthdays that I know of, and we have an anniversary. Uh, And I forgot to announce them last week, but I'm going to this week. Uh, Margaret Scott um, had a birthday last weekend. Eric Duncan had a birthday last weekend. Lorna Sargent had a birthday this week and uh, Gibb and, uh, um, and, uh, and Barb have an anniversary. 46 years. It's a long time to be with somebody. <laughs> we wish you the best. We wish you the best. Um, with that, uh, I don't think I have any Uh, Other announcements, other than I will be contacting all of the sessions so we can work out a a day uh, where we can get together and uh, so, uh, but for now. uh, We are beginning our service and we're going to go directly to the uh, call to worship, which is found in Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And uh, I will lead and the people will respond. On your feet now,
0: applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter, sing yourself in his presence. Know this,
1: God is God. He made us, we didn't make him.
0: We are his people, his sheep, we are well looked after
1: the password is thank you worship,
0: worship him god in sheer beauty all generous love and loyalty amen.
1: our gathering song is i will call on the lord
2: be exalted, the Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted, and I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be safe from my enemies. I will call upon the Lord. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord.
1: Thank you, Joel and uh, Caleb. Let us pray. Gracious God, how good it is to be gathered together as your people in this service. We ask, Lord, that you will be with us, that your love and your presence and your healing power will touch everyone that is part of this service today we uh, pray for those that are gathered together and not gathered here and not feeling all that well would you please minister to them would you allow your holy spirit to encourage them at this very moment lord we also want to um, thank you that you have forgiven us of all of our sins because of what jesus christ did on the cross he paid the full penalty for our sins and so we ask for your forgiveness. In Jesus name now Lord as we um, pray together as a people of God that you'll give us the strength to live our lives out for you through Christ our Lord who taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we do confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from anything and everything we've done wrong. Blessed be his holy name. I believe that Joel's going to lead it. Joel and Caleb are going to lead us in How Great Is Our God? The splendor of a king
2: rejoice all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light darkness tries to hide and tremble at his voice trembles at his voice how great is our God Sing with me how great is our God And all will see how great How great is our God Age to age He stands And time is end Hands beginning and the end, beginning and the end, the God had three.
1: Thank you Joel and Caleb. Um, I want to tell us, I want to talk about being scared. How many of you have been scared in your life, almost out of your skin? Been there? Took a big ride? <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I've been scared only one day I was scared by uh, what I thought was a wolf, but, uh, and he looked like a wolf and he stood like a wolf and, well, I think it was, I thought it was a wolf, only to find out that it was a a neighbor's dog who I'd been told looked like a wolf before, but I'd never, ever had an encounter with him. That was really scary. And um, so uh, we we need to realize that when we are scared, and afraid. It's not much fun. It really puts us ill at ease. I remember, though, uh, a cartoon I saw. Of course, Peanuts is one of my favorite, Charlie Brown. And uh, Charlie Brown goes to Lucy with uh, his 10 cents, you know, his dime, to get some uh, psychological help. And so she talks about what his fears may be. And she talks about, First, starts off with the first, she had all kinds of really, really long terms that she used. But in essence, the first one was, uh, well, fear of responsibility. And Charlie Brown says, no, I don't think that's it because everything I'm asked to do, I do and I'm not afraid. So then she goes on to, maybe you have fear of cats. And so he said, no, I, I don't have any fear of cats. Well, maybe you have fear of, of climbing the stairs. No, Charlie Brown says? I'm not afraid to climb the stairs. I do it all the time. I never am afraid. Well, Lucy's getting kind of impatient by this point, and she suggests, well, I think you've got the, you're fearful of everything, scared of everything. And he says, yes, that's it. I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> I knew somebody like that when I was a kid he was afraid of everything. He could see ghosts where there wasn't any. He had a ghost he thought that was living in his closet. Well, this morning, we're going to be talking about being scared. And I trust that all of our children that are listening in, I noticed that um, Delver Paul was in and uh, a few others. This morning, I want us to know that fear paralyzes us. It stops us from having joy and fun in their lives so this morning we'll be talking about that and uh, expanding upon that let's pray for the kids heavenly father i thank you for all of our children all the children that are on the uh, the zoom cast lord i pray that you'll be with them i pray that you'll also calm their fears about going back to school in the fall Lord you're the God that protects us and keeps us and if we do all the things that we're that are suggested to us well you will protect us you said that now we can't be foolish about it but we ask the Lord that you would protect all of our children all of the teachers that you'll be with them in Jesus
0: name amen
1: Well, this morning we have a prayer before we go into the Word, and I'm going to have Elaine uh, DeLille um, reading from uh, St. Matthew chapter 14 in a few minutes, verses 22 to 36. But uh, the prayer today, uh, I want us to pray it together because we, after all, we have need of of a, a prayer to prepare us. Our minds might be afraid. Let's pray it together. Today, O God, we pray for those of your people who are facing fear. We pray that your spirit will assist us in being open to our Savior's help, in growing our faith, and eliminating any doubt. Through Christ we pray. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask Elaine to read from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 22 to 36.
3: Jesus walks on water. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, They were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gassarach. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
1: well, this morning i uh, I think one of the things that I often think of when I see, and that's a wonderful picture uh, that I often see or go back to is the Garden of Eden. You all know the story of the Garden of Eden. Well, in that story in genesis uh, the the God had Forbidden them to eat from one tree. They could eat from any other tree, but this was the forbidden fruit. So, but they ate it. They ate from that forbidden fruit, and then their eyes were open, the Bible says. And so they decided to hide. It's like our kids. I remember as a child thinking to myself, uh oh, I blew it. Whatever it was, I didn't want to be around because I knew there could be some consequences, <laughs> usually were. And uh, so I took off and I hid and my mother finally found me and she said, used to say to me, why are you hiding? Why don't you just come and see me and talk about it? Well, because I was afraid. That's what I'd say to my mom. Well, same thing happened there. They, the the... Uh, God Adam and Eve did the same thing. Finally, God finds them. And God asks them, why are you afraid? Why did you go and hide? And they responded, well, we were afraid. We were scared. Sometimes we're afraid of everything. We're afraid of ourselves. We're afraid of other people and what they might think. We're afraid of the future. We're afraid of our past. We're afraid of life itself, but what about death? We all must find our, or fight our own fears. They are real. Doesn't matter whether somebody says to us, oh, you shouldn't think that way. Well, that's easy for you to say, but I'm living the fear. I'm living in the moment. How do we do that? Well, just think of all the people that you saw in the Bible that feared. Paul was full of fears. He had failed in his presentation of the Gospel in Athens. He tried to make a a presentation that and he fell flat on his face. In Corinth and Macedonia, he says, after that, we had no rest. We were troubled on every side. Outside of our fears, we were fighting. Inside of ourselves, fear was bigger than life. Paul had fear of inadequacies, fear of failing. But here's the biggest surprise of all that I have encountered all my ministry: it's the fear of God. Fear that maybe God isn't really on our side. Ever thought of that? A fear that that uh, of being out on a limb. I, I remember seeing the cartoon. The guy is standing on the limb. He starts cutting the limb and he's on the other side of it and he's going down. Well, he didn't even have any fear. He will go halfway down to the ground. But what about a new idea? Let's consider that a different approach. To how we confront fear. Now, many ancient peoples had fear. As a matter of fact, if you remember the story of Elijah and he confronted the prophets of Baal, and they were trying to call down fire from heaven, you remember that? And and so Elijah taunted them and said, Well, uh, give you God's sleep. You see, The Jews had no fear of that happening because they had a passage in Scripture that reminded them all the time. Your God, our God, neither sleeps nor slumbers. He doesn't go to bed. He doesn't have to. That's a fresh idea that all of us need to embrace. Jews took great comfort in their God, never sleeping. The message in the Bible, all the way through, it is fear not, Abraham. When he took his family to the promised land, he was leaving security. Have you ever done that? I did. I remember going to my first parish. It was a little place. I was appointed to it, and um, and they were nice people. Um, most of you would know of it. A place called Kaladar, and uh, I was placed there. I was appointed, if you will, Uh, no choice. And there I was, going the first Sunday, and I thought, well, they probably won't like me. I'm, uh, my hair's probably too long. I didn't cut it. I didn't get a chance to go to the barbers that week. Of course, in COVID, I had no chance to go to the barbers, and neither did many of you, or a hairdresser. But uh, that fear was there, and it always is. Fear not. 70 times, over 70 times. Fear not, Abraham. God said, I am your shield and I am your God. I will never leave you. Fear not. Your reward will be great. And that's what we need to remember. Our reward will be great if we trust in our God And all that he's able to do. In the New Testament, angel of God visited Mary. We all remember the story. We rehearse it and go over it every year, every Christmas. And then the uh the, the message to Mary was: don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Put this in your mind if you don't remember anything else from this message. When you're fearful, know that you are in favor with God. God has found favor in your life. He loves you. You're his child. You're his kid. Fear not, Mary. You found favor with God. I'm saying to you, fear not. John, Harry, Philip, Kathy, George, I'm with you. And you are highly favored by your father confront your fears i and many others who are with you through zoom are baby boomers we were raised in a generation of fear a thermonuclear war with the soviet union as a child i was scared of not waking up the next morning and of course it was compounded by the prayer we prayed every night now i lay me down to sleep i pray the lord my soul to keep if i should die before i wake what a terrible thing to put in a prayer. I pray the Lord, my soul, he'll take. Quite a prayer. I said it every night. And I often worried about whether I'd be up in the morning, whether some nuclear war had occurred. I was scared. There were many bomb shelters built across Canada, and I live near one of them right now. It's called the Bunker. You've all heard of it. It's you know now it's a library. Now they have all the stuff, the paraphernalia that they used at the time, but but back, but I've been there and I know there's a library there. There's also a whole museum in that beef and bunker. I also, when we lived in Ottawa or Toronto, I mean, we lived on a military trail. Sounds right. And in behind our place. We, we actually rented the old Colonel Danforth estate. And uh, it was two acres of land in Toronto. And, and we, we were able to enjoy it. Trees, full of trees. But in one side of the whole landscape was a, a um, bomb shelter that had been made many years ago. And uh, we had access to it. It had a big, heavy wooden door what good would a wooden door do against a ball but there it was and it had been built years before in the 50s early 50s and um i'll tell you there it was and it would have probably fitted fit 10 to 12 people in it Uh, we used it as storage room for our place things that we didn't need anymore we just put it down there and it had a light that from an extension right from the house over to this uh, to this wonderful uh, military bomb shelter. There were lots of them built across Canada and uh, we were no different. But in our entire nation, a baby boomers, I wanna say that, say all this, lived on fear. It generated the drug and sex revolution. Many people took the attitude, what difference will it make? I might as well, I'm gonna die anyway. I might as well have fun while I'm at it, and we paid a terrible price as a as a society, as a, as a country, because we didn't confront the national fear. Simon Peter's out in the Sea of Galilee, and after a long day with the crowd, in the midst of that, Jesus had fed, and of course it was the disciples that handed it out. You got to have somebody handed out, so disciples took baskets where they got them. I'll never know. But there they were and fed the people, over 10,000, maybe 15, 20,000, because that's the number of men there were. And you still had to account for um, wives and, and children. And so there they were. And, uh, and they were fed. Well, they just finished that. They were tired. And uh, so Simon Peter uh, and the disciples go out on the boat. And as a matter of fact, Jesus tells them, Go to the other side, I'll meet you there. And so while they're going across, this storm comes up. There's huge waves. The disciples are getting scared. If you've ever been to Israel and seen these boats that they had, they, they, they found one in mud when, uh, when the water levels were very low. And uh, they found this boat, they cleaned it all out and uh, somehow petrified it, if you will. And, and there it was in the museum and I thought to myself how could they ever feel safe the edge of the boat would have risen uh, probably about 12 to 16 inches on either side now if you've been on the Sea of Galilee or any water that's rocking and rolling you know what it's like it's it's fearful well these boats were terrible they wouldn't have had the side of a canoe and uh, when I saw the one that they had salvaged out of mud, uh, they, uh, I, I said to myself, "How did they even bo- why did they even bother going out into the water?" Well Simon Peter, after this he's, he's there, and he asks Jesus if he can go out in the water, if you are Jesus, can I go out in the water and And Jesus says, sure, come. Peter gets out and initially he's fine. He's feeling wonderful. (laughs) But then he looks at the waves and he decides, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And he takes his eyes off Jesus. And that's a note for all of us. When we take our eyes off our Savior and our Lord, we lose. We lose big time. Paul says, you've not been given a spirit of fear, but of love and power and the brain to think it through over 70 times. So that's the first thing, confront our fear. Secondly, we must understand that too much fear sinks us. It puts us down emotionally, physically, spiritually the other disciples in the boat are saying don't do it peter you're nuts that's just the ghost and uh and but peter peter decides he's going out and jesus allows him to walk on top of the water peter knew god christ could sustain him in the middle of whatever we are going through where there's nothing but uncertainty i have news for you it's good news He will take care of you. Faith is risky business, you know. It doesn't come in perfect packages. But I have great news for all of my people. If you sink, and we will, if we feel engulfed and intimidated by the waves around us, coming at us all the time, focus on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. You will rise above whatever you're going through. When we apply our faith in Jesus Christ to any situation, he will lift us above the waves. Last last point. Regardless of what happens, God is present with you. Regardless of what happens, God is present with you. Pulitzer Prize winner Ernest Becker, who wrote the book called The Fear of Death, says whatever fear we encounter, whether that's rejection or failure, Separation loss, whatever that add it up to one ultimate fear, that is the fear of death. I'll never forget the story of Bishop Warren Chandler. As he lay on his deathbed, his friend was sitting beside him, and he said, Warren, how are you doing? Are, Are you afraid? If you fear crossing that river of death? And Chandler responded, well, a long time ago, ago, I decided that my father owns the land on both sides and he will see me through to the other. And I thought about that, you know. Here's a guy, he's just about to go. He uses a bit of humor and he says, my God will see me through. He owns the land on both sides anyway, so it doesn't matter. I want to leave you with this. In life, there are waves. All of us will feel them. All of them will seriously impede us sometimes. There'll be storms. God is with us. I want you to know that God cares when we fear. So we need to place our fears at the cross and then lean back on his everlasting arms, ever loving, ever caring. And when we do, and when we do, then we will be able to sing that great old hymn of the church, God will take care of you. God is never blind to your tears. He is never deaf to your prayers. He is never silent to your pain. God sees, he hears, and he will deliver you. What a blessed hope we have in the good news of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. God, there's a number of people who need this message. Who have zoomed in on the service. It's so good to know that when we are feeling fear, uncertainty, pain, we have you. For you are our life and our strength and our hope and our health and our peace. May we have it today. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Well, we're going to uh, just remind you of the fact that uh, um, today, uh, if you have a church, make sure that they are receiving your gifts, and so take your tithes and your gifts and your offerings and place them, um, send them to your church or your place of worship, and I know that God will bless you for being faithful. We're going to go to God in prayer, there's such a number of, we're so glad to have some people who... Are going through some rough, rough times. Who are with us? Uh, and I ask us to pray for them. I want you to take one of these uh, names and uh, and and remember them this week. There's a number of them that people that are alone. We think of uh, of Judith. We think of those that are in seniors homes, and we're going to lift them up in prayer. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, so good to see Hazel Cameron on, on the line. And I know, Lord, she's going through some challenges in her own life and body. Would you please be her strength and healing at this very moment? We want to pray for Peter Garrett and the good news that is coming from him. Harvey Jackson, we thank you for his faithfulness and his faith upon you that he's placed. Lord, I I think of those that are shut-ins. Would you please be with them? Joe Lyons, Sylvia Lynch, she's coming along. But Lord, I pray that you complete your healing work on her. Carol Morrison, Rob Patterson, good news again. Lord, we lift up Matthew. He's your child, Lord. He is presented to you. And Lord, we gather our faith together. Right now, he's facing some serious challenges, but I pray in Jesus' name that you would heal him and restore him. Assist the specialists uh, who are taking care of him as he faces these challenges of of seizures, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray for um, uh, Bob Scott, Lord, he's no longer receiving any treatments, be with him at this time, And, and his wife. Earl Sergeant, Stan Sergeant, both of them need your healing presence. I think of those in retirement homes, we pray for Judith again, Isabel, Fran, Norma, Audrey, Eleanor, Donna and Lori, and there are many others. I pray, Lord, that you minister to them in Jesus' name, we ask it. Lord, for those who are around the world, brothers and sisters, who are facing Far greater fears than we could ever imagine. Would you please be with them? For those in the Congo, Lord, we ask that you would be near them in Nigeria. Lord, many of them are being slaughtered in China. We ask, Lord, that you'd protect them. Your church is being persecuted in many of these countries. And I ask now, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would give them strength and courage. Now, Lord, guide us guide us we have prayer requests on our own minds lord and i pray that you would receive them lord right now as we bring our own personal petitions to you in your mercy O lord
3: hear our prayer and answer us We thank you
1: now for answered prayer. I think of others, we thank you, Lord, for the way uh, Richard, my brother-in-law, is coming along. We ask, Lord, that you continue a healing work in him. Lord, we pray for uh, Melanie's family. We pray for many others. We pray for those that are part of other churches that are joining us, and we ask, Lord, that you would hear their prayer because we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Uh, In closing, uh, we're going to um, close with an old song that most of you may know, Softly and Tenderly, Jesus is Calling.
2: tenderly Jesus is calling calling no oh, sinner come home oh for the wonderful love he has promised promise for you and for me though have sinned, he has mercy and pardon. Pardon. I have got a different verse for me come home, come home ye who are weary come home. Tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling no sinner, come come home, come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home earnestly. Tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, no oh sinners come
1: home. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Elaine, for all of your good work. Uh, we trust that um, you'll have a great week. Um, as I said before, I plan to call uh, the eldership. And uh, and also a number of you. And uh, so keep your uh, ear to the fold. And uh, I pray that God will richly bless you. I'm going to pronounce the benediction. And then Joel is going to open up all the, all the lines of uh, communication and take you off mute. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit. Relieve us of our fears. The waves that seem to overcome us. And may we find true strength in our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Amen.
0: Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services, First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road, we alternate week over, week after week throughout the summer, and then in the winter we're only in Elfin, and then again at 11am in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.